Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Announcement. Let's listen in. Good morning. I'm joined here today by Ann Clark and June Kim, the two lead attorneys who were designated as special deputies to the Attorney General's office to announce the findings of their investigation into allegations of sexual harassment made against Governor Andrew Cuomo. I'll make a brief statement and then turn it over to uh, Ms. Clark and to Mr. Kim, who will delve into the investigation's findings. The findings aren't good. But the findings also don't tell you that Letitia James is running for governor of New York. Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today it's good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Andrew Cuomo getting punched in the face repeatedly. The stories, it's 168 pages of findings that are out there. I actually have the full report in front of me. No, I haven't read it yet. It just came out. But if you want to know if uh, Governor Cuomo was sexually harassing some women and rubbing them on the lower back and saying, you know, I don't mind them as young as you. And uh, you got any other piercings anywhere? La, 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 la. Huh? Like, he's, oh, it's just creepy. So the first voice you're hearing is that of Letitia James. She is the Attorney General of New York. And this has been a long, ongoing story that the murderer of New York, Governor Andrew Cuomo, Oh, he's a murderer. Just, just stating fact, laying it on the line. He was sexually harassing people in his office. He was, oh, I'm lonely. Oh, you're not, you're not that young. Oh, rubbing you on the back. There are some things where you say, hey, don't touch me. That's not me. Don't do it again. You got to be able to do that. I mean, if you're not willing to give up your job uh, sometimes, I mean, my gosh, what, will you stand up or not? Will you stand up or not? But there's more to this story, not just harassment, but retaliation. See, we knew about the harassment. We had only heard little glimpses, glimmers, pieces of retaliation. Oh, there was retaliation. So let's take a moment. And let's make sure we're all in on this. The, the Attorney General there, Letitia James, having a press conference earlier today laying out what's going on. The independent investigation has concluded that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women and in doing so violated federal and state law, specifically the investigation found that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed current and former New York State employees by engaging in unwelcome and non-consensual touching and making numerous offensive comments of a suggestive and sexual nature that created a hostile work environment for women. The investigators independently corroborated and substantiated these facts through interviews and evidence, including co contemporaneous notes and communications. This evidence will be made available to the public along with the report. This investigation was started after a number of women publicly alleged that they had been sexually... Sexually abused, I should say, sexually harassed 
I don't think abuse is the right word in this case, sexually harassed by Governor Cuomo. Look, he, he, he did the thing. This isn't a, a debate. Now, she gets into more of it, and I want to share it. If only because we've been working so hard to get all the pieces together. I haven't heard all this. But already the calls are out for his, his not just resignation, his arrest. Congresswoman Elise Stefanik. No one is above the law, and today justice must be served. Governor Cuomo must resign and be arrested immediately. President Joe Biden must immediately call for Cuomo's resignation. Now, you can say to me, whoa, whoa, whoa. Republican Elise Stefanik just got a little too political too quick. Let us go back to March 2021. President Biden said in an interview that Andrew Cuomo should resign if an investigation confirms the allegations of sexual harassment against him. When asked by George Stephanopoulos of ABC News if Cuomo should step down if the investigation confirms the allegation, Biden replied yes and followed up by saying, I think he'll probably end up being prosecuted too. So Representative Stefanik is dead on in saying that Joe Biden has to call for him to resign. Really call on him to be arrested because the Attorney General just laid it out. This is inescapable stuff. But Tony, you say to me, he's a Democrat. All right, it's escapable stuff. Remember, when this all was really coming out before the investigation was finished, of course, I said, I, I don't see how he survives this. I, I, I just don't. This is, this is more than New Yorkers will take. Because they know he's a killer, and they know he's a jerk. And they know his brother's a loser. Isn't that right, Chris Cuomo? I'm so very smart. That was Chris Cuomo reporting from Lord only knows where. The best is tonight you're going to hear, welcome to Chris Cuomo tonight. Chris Cuomo is on assignment. There's no way he's doing his show. As, as I explained it, how did Donald Trump get Andrew Cuomo to be so rude to women? Tune in to CNN to find out. I mean, that, you know it's going to happen. People are going to spin and move and maneuver but the facts are the facts, and that's why we're listening to the New York Attorney General, Letitia James. And thorough. Over the course of the five-month investigation, the investigators spoke to 179 individuals, including complainants, current and former members of the executive chamber, state troopers, additional state employees, and others who interacted regularly with the governor. In addition, they reviewed more than 74,000 pieces of evidence, including documents, emails, texts, audio files, and pictures. These interviews and pieces of evidence reveal a deeply disturbing yet clear picture Governor Cuomo sexually harassed current and former state employees in violation of both federal and state laws. The independence investigation found that Governor Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women, many of whom were young women, by engaging in unwanted groping, kisses, 
hugging and by making inappropriate comments. Further, the governor and his senior team took actions to retaliate against at least one former employee for coming forward with her story, her truth. And Governor Cuomo's administration fostered a toxic workplace that enabled harassment and created a hostile work environment where staffers did not feel comfortable coming forward with complaints about sexual harassment due to a climate of fear and given the power dynamics. Oh. Now, I often hear things different than producer Ari, who is a probably a little more... Um, uh, squirmish, squeamish about these kinds of things. Uh, I am very often listening to these things asking whether or not this is vendetta. Producer Ari, our, our millennial expert, is this vendetta or is this really bad for Cuomo? Are you joking? This is really bad. He's got to go. I mean, that's an ugly, ugly setup she just gave. By the way, if we, if we take a look at the totality of, of the press conference, that was three minutes in. I mean, it's just hammer over the head, hammer over the head. And she's doing it. I, I got to admit, she's doing it perfect. I'm not a fan of Letitia James. It's, it's emotion, but it's not emotional. It's professional, but still there's this, this hint of 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 disgust that it, the presentation of the conversation is is highly effective let us continue the investigators found that governor cuomo's actions and those of the exec, executive chamber violated multiple state and federal laws as well as the executive chamber's own written policies this investigation has revealed conduct that corrodes the very fabric and character of our state government and shines light on injustice that can be present at the highest levels of government. But none of this, none of this would have been illuminated if not for the heroic women who came forward. And I am inspired by all the brave women who came forward but more importantly, I believe them. Oh, and I thank them. oh, 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 just, I mean, that's the line. That's the line that lets you know that Letitia James is running for governor, just so we all understand each other. As um, uh, uh, John Brodigan pointed out on social media, and and I thought it was a, a very very uh, a smart uh, thing thing to say. Two things can be true at the same time. Andrew Cuomo absolutely violated the law, sexually uh, harassed these women, and engaged in acts of retaliation. And Letitia James is running for governor. Those two things can happen at the same time.
This is one of the special prosecutors. One of the people, one of the special investigators in this case. Listen. And investigated. Now, six months later, in December of 2020, when Lindsey Boylan tweeted that she had been sexually harassed by the governor, the executive chamber once again failed to report the issue to Goer. Although Mr. Rosa, the special counsel, and certain other advisors knew about the allegations that Charlotte Bennett had made that the special counsel had found credible, no one treated Ms. Boylan's allegations seriously other than as a threat to the governor. Rather than any effort to determine if the governor had engaged in a pattern of sexually harassing behavior, a team of senior staffers, former staffers, and outside confidants with no official title or role mobilized to attack and try to neutralize Ms. Boylan by sharing disparaging information with the press. Within hours of Ms. Boylan's December 13, 2020 tweet alleging sexual harassment, key members of the governor's inner circle had obtained confidential memos, ones that were stamped attorney-client privileged. They were primarily about an interaction between Ms. Boylan and an assistant. They then redacted the names of individuals other than Ms. Boylan and started sending the memos to reporters. That's retaliation. I believe... Not only did they do that, um, sending the things uh, to to reporters, but they also decided the other way you really go after her, connect her to Trump. Spoiling and started sending the memos to reporters. There was also a proposed letter or op-ed drafted by the governor that went through several drafts. The letter attacked Ms. Boylan for alleged conduct at work, for alleged conduct with men other than the governor, as well as postulating various political conspiracies, including that Ms. Boylan was funded by far-right Republicans and supporters of Donald Trump. I mean, he, he is exactly what he is. I, this isn't a, a, a debate here. Goomba Andy? Tough guy Cuomo? Knows that he'll never be the man his father was. Knows he wasn't tough enough to get in by blood or the street. Wait, he only got in by blood. He wasn't tough enough to get in by street. He didn't have what it takes. Oh, he's going to show you how tough he is. Holy mackerel. Ain't that something? And by the way, that's not, that's not everything. That's not everything, which is in and of itself amazing. Letitia James going on to say that the governor worked to undermine the investigation. Okay. from WNBC. Uh, you mentioned in your opening remarks today defending the credentials of your investigators today. Were you personally bothered by the governor's own remarks in the past week or so that you could just Google their backgrounds and draw your own conclusion that this is a politically motivated investigation? There were attempts to undermine and to politicize this investigation. And there were attacks on me as well as members of the team, which I find offensive. And our focus, again, should be on the bravery and the courage of these 11 women and of the others who came forward. These allegations were substantiated. They were corroborated. 
and the team before you, Ms. Clark and Mr. Kim, are professionals who are widely respected, not only in New York, but all across this nation. And uh, I support their work, will defend their work, and I believe these women. Notice she said it again. I believe these women. Uh, start your clocks. It does Cuomo go? Remember, these are Democrats in New York. Well, I should just say these are Democrats. Everything's possible. I'm Tony Katz. Donald Trump has $102 million in the war chest. The real question is, what is he going to do with it? Now, it's a unique story because it shows just how well he has done in the fundraising. If you take a look at how it compares to, example, uh, the Democrats and, and the Republicans, Democratic National Committee has raised $87 million first half of 2021. This according to Open Secrets. The Republican National Committee, $85 million. So, all right, they're on pace. They, they, are, they are right there. They are, they are even. Trump got $82 million. Trump. So I could make the argument that if people hadn't donated to Trump, the Republican Party would have gotten at least half that. So they would have raised $125 million to the Democrats' $87 million, and that would have been a huge story. Now it's twice as big a story. Because Trump's going to have a lot of money to spend. A lot of money to spend. The question, of course, will be, where does he spend it? Does he spend it on the midterms, supporting candidates, going after the people he despises, like Senator Murkowski of Alaska, or... Hey, I've given you my endorsement. That's enough. What else do you need? And he's going to take all the dollars and wait for 2024. So now he's actually going to run for 2024? I think that when you see what he does with the dollars, the actual expenditures, you can get a good idea of what's going on. Me, I hope he spends the money now. Help take back the House. Help take back the Senate. It'll be more valuable to you than hoarding the cash. Masks and vaccine and insanity. Oh, my. I've got the latest. This is Tony Katz today. So we've taken masks and we've taken vaccine and we've created a whole new insanity. A radicalness, a ridiculousness when it comes to COVID. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. The ridiculousness is that we've decided that the people who don't take the vaccine are the devil, which of course they're not. Then we've told the people who took the vaccine, but the, 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 they, they took it and now they still have to wear a mask and do all the things 
they uh they 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 didn't get any benefit and they just have to uh you know just deal with the reality that other people aren't getting the vaccine so they have to suffer that's a very weird thing to tell people it disincentivizes people to from getting the vaccine and now we're telling people that wearing a mask actually does something when I'm wearing a mask does nothing i'm going i'm going to get into this wearing a mask doesn't do anything because the mask that you make with your grandma from the t-shirt in the back of the closet won't stop covid there is no science that says otherwise. Anybody who tells you otherwise is lying. Lying about the data. And remember, all of this only applies to people who the administration and others don't like. If you're Barack Obama having a birthday party for 700 people, well, it's fine. And then just about COVID safety, uh, is President Obama setting the wrong example about how serious COVID-19 is by hosting a big birthday party with hundreds of people this week? Well, I would certainly refer you to uh, the team who is working for my former boss to give you more specifics of what the protocols are in place. But I would note first that former President Obama has been a huge advocate of individuals getting vaccinated. Uh, when CDC provided, has provided, what CDC has provided guidance on is for indoor settings in high or substantial high zones of COVID cases. This event, according to all the public reporting, is outdoors and in a moderate zone. But in addition, there is testing requirements and other steps they are taking, which I'm sure they can outline for you in more detail. I'm sure they can. The real story here is that Barack Obama is engaging a super spreader event, and it's cool. And if you got together with five friends to go to church service, you go to jail. I mean, that's what they're saying. It's not really a, 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 a debate. You have Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham has COVID. Lindsey Graham, fully vaccinated. But just because you're fully vaccinated doesn't mean that you won't get coronavirus. It's not what it means. 95% effective. What do you... 95% effective means 5% can still get infected. That's what it means. He said he started having flu-like symptoms on Saturday night, went to the doctor. He's, he feels like he has a sinus infection. At present time, I have mild symptoms. I'll be quarantining for 10 days. Okay. That's what they say will happen if you've been vaccinated. You'll feel a little cruddy. You'll be fine. As opposed to if you haven't been vaccinated, in which case you can be really sick and you can die. The people in the hospitals are, who are dying from COVID are not the ones who've been vaccinated. That's, again, just science. Not science is a Democratic strategist out of Rhode Island who tweeted out, it's wrong to hope he dies from COVID, right? Asking for a friend. Hashtag COVID is not over. Hashtag Lindsey Graham. Chief strategist of the Rhode Island Democratic Party Hopes that Lindsey Graham dies. You know, the disease may be uh, ugly, but what it's done to people is far uglier. And that's really the story. What it's done to people is far uglier than the disease itself. I always am amused at the people who, who say, well, at least you're not dying. Uh, you got to stay in your home. You got to stay quarantined. You can't go to work. You can't open your business. Well, at least you're alive. Guys, 
you can quote me, there are things worse than dying. And the people who don't believe so have never read a book. They know nothing of life. They know nothing of the very concept of being alive and living the way you see fit. If we take a look at the data, if we take a look at the data on deaths, if we take a look at the data on on hospitalizations, you will see that while things are up, it is nowhere near the peak. Nowhere near. On July 10th, There were 170 people a day dying from this. Now it's at 300. You know what it was? 2,000. That's worth noting. It is worth paying attention to. In the same way when we talk about masks and everybody is mask insane... If it's not the right kind of mask, it's not going to stop COVID. And no mask 100% stops COVID. But we still want to take our kids. And we want to throw masks on them. We still want to take our kids and lie to them and lie to each other that the mask is what's going to stop this Delta variant. Nothing's going to stop this Delta variant. And by the way, the alpha variant is still there and gamma is still there. They're just very, very low in their transmission rates. But they're still there and someone can still get them and someone can still get sick by it. The madness, the freak show, the hate that is over the fact that you may decide not to get vaccinated. As if it matters. Your getting vaccinated is completely and totally meaningless. Wait, that's not how I meant to say that. Let's go back. You getting vaccinated to someone else, how they care about it, how they feel about it, could be completely and totally meaningless. Let me tell you what I mean. If person X is vaccinated, they don't care if person Y is vaccinated or not. So the the choice of person Y to get vaccinated is meaningless to person X because they already got vaccinated. Now, if person Y chooses not to get vaccinated, then person Y doesn't care what person X has done because they have already made the decision not to get vaccinated. Enter person Z, who also hasn't gotten vaccinated. Person Y doesn't care. Because person Y made a decision and accepts all the things that come with that decision. This, kids, is personal responsibility. And anybody who takes a look at my methodology there and explaining that and says, oh, that's ridiculous, doesn't understand. Oh, oh, I, I, I challenged them. Best of luck in trying to keep up. The person who gets vaccinated makes a decision that this is the way I think is best to keep safe. The person who doesn't get vaccinated says, I've made a decision. I don't have faith in the vaccine. I have issues with the vaccine. I'm not going to take it. And they don't care if the person next to them is vaccinated or not. The person who is vaccinated doesn't care if the person next to them is vaccinated or not because they got vaccinated. Now, let's take another argument. Let's say they do care. The question would be why? 
The argument from government should be, look at the science. People who are vaccinated survive. Because the science is there. I mean, they've got it. They've got the data. And then go out there and make your compelling argument. Instead, they make the argument of, if you don't get vaccinated, you're killing grandma. Because you didn't get vaccinated, we all have to wear masks. You're not getting vaccinated. We can't have normal society. And none of that is true. None of that is true. It's a pressure campaign. A radical and ridiculous, nonsensical, pseudo-intellectual, political pressure campaign to get people vaccinated because they couldn't convince them with the science, they couldn't convince them with the data, and instead of talking to these people, they were too busy saying, you're stupid, you're a moron, you're a Trump supporter, blah, 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 blah. Then you take a look at places like Cook County and Los Angeles County, I'll get into that. Take a look at their vaccination rates, and you learn, (laughs) it ain't just a Trump supporter. There's a way to handle these things, do these things, discuss these things. And we ain't doing none of it because we would rather be outraged. Let me give you something to be outraged about. In Michigan, the chairman of a county board has resigned. ABC News has a story. Jeremy Root is his name. He's going to remain a county commissioner, but he's no longer the lead on the board. What happened? Republican county commissioners in July voted 6-0 to give themselves $65,000 in COVID-19 hazard pay. Part of an effort to distribute more than $500,000 in federal aid to 250 county employees. They voted themselves a bonus. This commissioner, as the story goes, gave himself $25,000 of federal COVID-19 relief funds. Yeah, that's a, that's a guy you should throw out. That is something to be outraged about. Outraged about. In my uh, local area, I remember that uh, the, the, the city, uh, a, a local municipality, Carmel, They uh, voted uh, to spend $10,000 with local restaurants to uh, give food to uh, hospitals, which, all right, it's COVID, and and you want to support the restaurants, and you want to support the the, the hospital workers and and everything else, great. Some of the restaurants that got the $10,000 were people who were on the city council. And I said, okay, we're done here, and I've never walked into their places since. You can't do that. You can't do that. Yes, you have a business in town. I'm not telling you you have to stop your business. I am telling you that some things you got to stay away from. You decided to spend 10 grand and you took 2K for yourself or whatever it was. No. No, 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 no. You suffer because of that. And how this guy is still on the on the board of county commissioners is something else. That's something you should resign for. There is something by which we can all be outraged. But what's the outrage if someone decides not to wear a mask or someone uh, decides, you know, not to get vaccinated? If I feel that I am vulnerable, I can wear a mask. True, a mask doesn't do anything against COVID, but you could argue a mask stops something. 
as I have often argued it. So go ahead, wear one. I'm not going to stop you. I didn't stop you from wearing that shirt, did I? No, it doesn't fit you. Do better. Wear a mask if you want. If I'm vaccinated, I don't care if you're vaccinated. Part of the problem is this idea of caring. If you want to tell me that the Delta variant is swirling and moving and growing, is it leading to deaths? Is it leading to hospitalizations? The doctors I speak to, they're seeing uh, more people in hospitals, not necessarily because of this. What was the last data I had when you tear? Here it is. It's from Representative Thomas Massey uh, of Kentucky. You take a look at the Johns Hopkins uh, data. If I take a look at June, uh, July 2021, the amount of COVID in bed patients occupied is maybe uh, 10,000. If I take a look at the non-COVID beds occupied, the number is 490,000. And there's still 200,000 beds available. So what are we doing? What are we doing? Panicking, freaking out, hating each other, attacking each other, destroying each other, preventing businesses from opening, forcing children to wear masks. Pure evil from people who will not engage science. This will be the first of many suggestions that people stand up and say no and demand better from their elected officials, governors, mayors, the people who run the schools. They're not doing us right. And they're really working to divide us hard. And we shouldn't allow it. We shouldn't allow them to get into our heads. We shouldn't allow them to attack us and ridicule us. We shouldn't allow them to make us feel fear. Don't. I'm not anti-vax. Go get a vaccine. They work. They work. They, they work. Science is there. But you don't want to get a vaccine, okay. But in either case, how about we stop asking each other to care? And we start getting on with our lives. And we focus ourselves on the things that matter. Those elected officials and others who think they can decide for us. I'm Tony Katz. Now, if, if Cuomo responds to the New York Attorney General saying, yeah, he did it, he sexually harassed these women, all of them. Although I noticed she hasn't necessarily brought charges. Where, where are the charges against Governor Cuomo if he did it? If he sexually harassed these women and she's saying, I believe these women. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. But there's a thought that Cuomo might respond. And if Cuomo responds, we're going to do everything we can to bring it to you in full. Every, every last bit of it. I can't. He has so much hubris, he'd go live? He really is going to talk his way out of the thing? But it's an interesting question. If, if, the, the Attorney General of New York, who is running for governor, by the way, says that, you know, I believe these women and we've got pages upon pages of truth. Uh, as someone pointed out to me, 
This is from Laura on Twitter. The word touch appears 90 times in the report. Kiss 88 times. Butt 37 times. Breast 25 times. It's like he wrote a letter to Penthouse Forum. This is this is what he's doing. So where where are the charges? Where are the charges against him? If he committed a crime, why aren't there charges? But if he speaks, we're going to have it here. We're also going to be taking a look at David Chipman. He is the nominee for ATF, anti-gun, possibly a racist. The only guy reporting on it is Stephen Kotowski of The Reload. We're scheduled to have him, unless Cuomo speaks, in which case I'm going to bring it all to you. Stay right here. This is Tony Katz today.